Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so Tonight, I would like to talk about the anointing again. I have taught about this lesson two times. Tonight going to be the third lesson about the anointing. I try to keep the subject of the Holy Spirit for the revival night because this subject is hard to preach on Sunday. And the subject about the Holy Spirit is something that many Christians don't know and don't understand. So it's good to educate the body of Christ about the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to learn about the third person of the Godhead, the Spirit of God, who is our God, who is our helper. Lord, may your Holy Spirit speak to us and reveal the truth in the Bible to all of us, Lord, to understand the subject of the anointing. We thank you, Father, for teaching us tonight. We humble ourselves to hear what the Spirit wants to say to us, Lord. We put ourselves under the mighty hands of God. And we want to learn. We have the greatest respect for the Word of God. And we want, don't want to be just the hearer of the Word. We want to be doers of the Word. Let us have experience of what we learn, Lord. We don't want just to have theory and doctrine in the head, but we want to walk in it and experience it, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. In First John chapter 2, verse 20 and verse 27, but you have an anointing. An anointing means the presence of the Holy Spirit from the Holy One, and you know all things. Verse 27, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, teaching you all things, and it's true, and it's not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. What is the anointing for? Our life. When you are born again, God sent the Holy Spirit to dwell in us. So every born again believer has the anointing or the presence of the Holy Spirit within him or her. If you are really born again Christian, you have the anointing within. Today I'm not going to emphasize about the anointing within. I'm going to emphasize another subject, but I want to remind you a little bit or review a little bit. We all have the anointing within us, and we may not recognize Him, and many Christians don't even know about Him because they have never been taught, and we have never been trained how to hook up, how to fellowship, how to walk with the Spirit of the living God. That's why, as a pastor, I have the responsibility to educate you about how to fellowship how to listen to and walk with the Spirit of God. I mentioned many times that we all grow up in the physical or natural world, so we are trained to do things naturally. We like to do workout and run and eat and be involved with the natural and physical thing. But we are not trained to be spiritual people, to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. 
But the Spirit of God in us is our teacher. We, as believers, need to learn and to develop the ability to yield and to hook up to the Holy Spirit. We learn how to grow in that area. All of us need to learn that way, to walk by the Spirit and to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit can teach us all things. Unfortunately, many Christians never even listen to Him when they read the Bible. They just try to use their head to analyze the Bible. But actually, when you read the Bible, when you listen to the teaching, you should hook up to the Holy Spirit and let Him teach you on the inside of you to speak to you the truth of God. Many Christians, their minds are caught up or clustered by religious false doctrine. Or some of us are so full of the worldly ideas in our mind. And when the Spirit of God shows us the truth from heaven, we against, we reject, and we say, this is nonsense, it's impossible to be that way. And then we reject the Holy Spirit. As Christians, we need to learn how to differentiate between the religious wrong teaching and the worldly teaching and the truth from the Bible or from heaven. The Spirit of God will never teach anything against the Bible. He is God. He is the author of the Bible. So everything He says to us and show us in the Bible, it's going to become truth. And we learn the truth from the Holy Spirit. It's harder to learn from the Holy Spirit because we don't see Him. That's why, thank God, God anoints some to be apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, and pastors to be a human teachers to teach you the Bible. They have the special anointing to be able to understand the Bible. And you can see their face. You can understand their body language. You can talk and ask questions. But even Though we learn from human teacher, we still need to learn from the Holy Spirit every single day. Listen to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit not only teach me the Bible, the Holy Spirit also show me when I look at the x-ray films in my office, what is going on with that patient. I saved so many patients that have been suffering for years and years because many doctors missed the diagnosis until one day the patient show up, I put the films up or look at the x-ray in the internet. And then the Holy Spirit teach me and show me what is going on with that x-ray. I fix it and the pain is gone. So the Holy Spirit really guides us and teaches us. We need to learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit. And while you are listening to the man teacher or the human teacher, you need to open your heart to listen to the Holy Spirit. Because if the teaching from His mouth is correct or biblical, the Holy Spirit will witness in your heart, yes, yes, is right, amen, amen. But if the teacher says something wrong, it's not biblical. The Holy Spirit will tell you, no, 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 no. That is human idea. That is human philosophy. Two days ago, my daughter looked into the line and one pastor make a long comment. The first paragraph, she read to me, we all say amen. But when my daughter read the second paragraph, we all look at each other's eyes. The Holy Spirit told me, no, it's wrong. So we can tell that even the comment in that line was wrong. Because the Holy Spirit, and we compare to the Bible too, we need to 
divide this Bible rightly. We need to know the Word of God so we can tell what people say is right or is wrong. Amen. So the Holy Spirit will teach us and show us in our life what we need to do from the Bible. He never contradicts the Bible. This is the way I live. Every time people say something or practice anything, I'm going to look at the Bible and put my antenna up and listen to the Holy Spirit. I want to see what Jesus did 2,000 years ago, what Paul did 2,000 years ago, what God did years ago. And if anything weird, not according to the Bible, I start to question, is that from the Holy Spirit or from human idea? Because this is our standard. We follow the Bible. Amen? Amen. But today, we're not going to talk about the Holy Spirit within. I talked in detail in the last session. Today, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit, the anointing that comes upon the believers. The Holy Spirit is not only within us, but the Bible talks about God anoints or put the anointing upon the believers for the ministry. The Holy Spirit within is for your own blessing, for your own victory, for your own guidance. But God also put the Spirit upon you to anoint you to serve Him. The Bible says that many are called, but a few are chosen. What does it mean? It means that God calls every believer to serve Him in certain ministry. Many are called, but a few are chosen. It means that only a small group of people are chosen to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and pastors. They are there to train the workers in the body of Christ. But both groups of people, those who are called and those who are chosen, are anointed by the Holy Spirit to function in the office of their specific ministry. Every believer should get involved in the ministry. And you should find your own anointing. What kind of anointing do you have? And that anointing upon your life dictates the calling and the ministry or the office you have. Amen? So each of us should discover our own anointing. In the Old Testament, God anoints only a few group of people. The prophets and the priests and the kings. Only three groups of people in the Old Testament. But today we are all the priests of God. So God anoints us to function in a different part or different part of the body or different organ. We are, we have an office in our life to function for God in the body of Christ. Jesus himself has the anointing without measure. He has all kind of anointings in him. He is the apostle in himself. He is the prophet. He is the evangelist himself. He is the pastor and the teacher. Today, some of us may be anointed to be pastor. Some of us may be anointed to be teachers. Some of us may be anointed to be healers. Some of us may be administrators. Some encourager. Some are givers. All these things are recorded in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 
verse 28 and Romans chapter 12. I'm going to read for you. There are different anointings and offices in the body of Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28, and God has appointed these in the church: first apostles, second prophets, third teachers. After that, miracles. Then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues. Each one of these are the office in the body of Christ. God anoint people to function. Some people have the gifts of healing. Some people have the gift of help. Romans chapter 12, verses 6 to 8. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. You need to discover the anointing upon your life, the gifts upon your life, and use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation. He who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. God talk about different offices in the Bible here, and you may have more than one office. You may have two, or three, or four offices in your life. You may be a teacher and a healer at the same time. You may be an encourager. An administrator at the same time, or um, even more than two offices, but you need to discover your own offices or your own anointing. You need to find out where you are in the body of Christ, and then you yield to that anointing and walk in that anointing, serve God in that anointing. Then you can excel in the anointing, and God will be very pleased with you. It's so important. Let me explain something. Okay, you need to find your own anointing. You need to find your own office. Don't copy somebody else. Don't try to be somebody else. You are very unique. God make you unique. You have the unique anointing. But this is important. Listen carefully. When you serve in any anointing, you need to mix that service with number one love. I can see that some evangelists save a lot of people, but those people who save are not walking with God later on because they stumble by the selfishness of the evangelists. But some evangelists who walk in love, a lot of people show up in the church because they're so impressed with the love. So it's different between the gift and the character. You need to serve with the gift. And with the character as well, you need to serve in humility, love, and faith. You should not seek for any position. Two days ago, God spoke to me. Do you notice, son? Jesus, when he was walking on earth two thousand years ago, he has zero position. He did not have any position in the synagogue. He did not even seek for position in the body of Christ. He just walked in obedience. Exercising his gift, loving people, praying for people, teaching—he did not seek for any position. We need to be humble. Do not seek for recognition. 
and just be faithful in serving the gift we have. If we're going to get position, that's okay. But if we don't get position all the days of our life, we should be faithful to serve in that gift. Because your reward in heaven is not depending on your position in the church. But it depends on your faithfulness of using your gift to produce and to be fruitful for the kingdom of God. Amen? This is important. Amen? Because seeking the position is the work of the flesh. Seeking recognition is the work of the flesh. We are not seeking any position. We just serve with love and with faith and humility. God give grace to the humble. The more you humble, the more gift you're going to have in your life. The more you're prideful and seek position, your gift may not grow that much. You have to be very careful, not just seeking the gift, but you need to grow in character as well. God did not call us to do the same thing in the whole church. Not everyone is doing the same thing. And God will not let us do it all, everything. A lot of people try to be jack of all trades. They do everything. They try to do everything, but they become the master of none. They try to do too much, and eventually they spread themselves too thin. And they try to do a lot of things without the anointing. So what happened? They are tired, exhausted, get discouraged, and they make more harm to the body of Christ because if they don't have the anointing to do it, they're going to hurt the sheep and the body of Christ. So when you serve, making sure you serve under the anointing you have because if you serve under the anointing, you will be the blessing to people around you. But if you try to do something else that you're not anointed for, you're going to use your flesh, you're going to manipulate people, And eventually, you're going to hurt a lot of people. So make sure you find your own anointing. A lot of people get into trouble because they don't function in the office that they have the anointing for. They do something just because they see somebody else is doing it. They do something because they just want the position. They do something because maybe people will like me and recognize me. Please don't do those things. You need to really pray and ask God and find out what kind of anointing you have. And the fruit will be there if you have that anointing. And you walk in the office that you are anointed for. Amen? And when you do that, you're going to see the fruit in your life. Some of us may have the anointing for the healing. When you lay hand and pray for the sick, you see more people get healed than other people because you have the anointing of healing. But it doesn't mean that if you don't have the anointing of healing, you cannot lay hand on the sick and the sick shall not be healed. Listen carefully. Because you get people healed two ways. Number one, by the anointing. You have the special anointing to lay hand on the sick and they get healed. But at the same time, the Bible says in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 to 18, He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. Those who believe is not just believers, but those who have faith in the heart. In my name, the Bible did not say, this sign will follow only those who have the gift of healing to every believer. 
In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents if they drink anything deadly. It will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So every believer can do your own homework. Listen carefully. You may not have the gift of healing. That's okay. But you should seek for the gift of healing. I'm seeking for the gift of healing every day. God give me more gift of healing because I'm a doctor. I like to see more people healed. So you can seek for the gift of healing. But if you're not having that gift, it doesn't mean you cannot lay hand on the sick. Because the Bible says, if you build up your faith, you study about healing more and more. With more faith, you can heal the sick by faith, not by the anointing, but by faith. Amen. That happened to me when I was a new believer. I did not have a gift of healing, but so many patients in my office got healed by faith. So many miracles happened because I just have simple faith. I said, pray for them, they get healed. But I never claimed to have a gift of healing. Amen. So you can develop your faith and pray for the sick. No one in the church is going to do everything. We need to fight our anointing. Amen. And we need each other to function in his own or her own anointing. And when we see somebody else have special gift or special anointing, we should praise God. We should thank God for their life. We should not judge them. We should not compare our gift with other people's gift. We should not look down on other people's gift. And we should not try to boast and lift ourselves up that I'm better than you now. No one is better than anybody. We all depend on the grace of God anyway. Is that correct? So we should be humble, exercise the gift faithfully in an excellent way, appreciate other people's gifts, and use the gift to bless each other and bless the body of Christ. So we use our gift not to make our own money, and to make our own benefit, but we use the gift or the anointing to be the blessing to the body of Christ and to build the kingdom of God. The anointing was given to you for the sake of the gospel, not for boasting, not for comparing, or not for personal gain at all. The gifts are used to encourage, to build other people up, period. Amen? The Bible talks about the gift of encouragement or exhorter. In Romans chapter 12, verse 8. He who exhorts in exhortation. He who gives with liberality. He who leads with diligence. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. The Bible says that people can have the gift of exhortation. So... The gift of exhortation can be used by a lot of people. You, you should exhort people. But one of the gifts that ministers use the, this gift a lot is we call evangelists. Evangelists have the gift of exhortation to encourage people to accept Christ. One time I went to a crusade. I was a pastor already. And this evangelist was sharing the gospel on the pulpit. I never forgot Wow, the anointing of evangelists was so strong. And I was a pastor already. I sat there and I want to accept Christ again. 
I feel like I want to walk out to accept Christ right now. The, the anointing from Him just pull me. I want to be born again, again. That's His strong anointing of the evangelist. You see, He exhort me to really repent and be born again, even though I have already been born again. I can sense the anointing from Him. This man was so anointed in evangelist. In the Bible, there are only three scripture that talk about evangelists. Only three. First one is in Acts chapter 21, verse 8. On the next day, we who were Paul's companions departed and came to Caesarea and entered the house of Philip, the evangelist, who was one of the seven and stayed with him. Philip was a deacon in the church in Jerusalem. And God promoted him and anointed him to be the evangelist. Beside Jesus, this was the only one man mentioned in the Bible that has a clear gift of an evangelist. Philip. Okay? So he was an evangelist for sure. The second verse in the Bible talking about the evangelist is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists. Not everybody are evangelists. Not everybody can work as evangelists. But everybody should work as evangelists. Not everybody is evangelists, but you sh- should do the work let me say one more time. You should do the work of an evangelist. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 5. But you be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Oh, I love this scripture. So profound. Paul wrote to Timothy, the young pastor. You be watchful in all things. I want to talk to all the ministers in this room, whether you're pastor or whatever kind of minister, even the video camera person. You have to be watchful in the doctrine you believe, watchful in your attitudes, in how you behave, your lifestyle, how you treat your family, how you think about other people. The Bible says that whatever is noble, what is, what is praiseworthy, what is uh, lovely, you should think about those things. You need to be watchful of your mind, your thoughts, your behavior, how you talk, how you manage your money. So a good minister should be watchful of his own attitude and his own life. That's what Paul tried to say. Endures affliction. It means we are going to face some persecution and difficulties in the ministry or rejection. Do the work of an evangelist. I did that two days ago. I went to a member home and sat down with one of our member husband who did not know Jesus Christ. After we ate dinner, I asked for permission to share my personal testimony and the gospel for half an hour and answer all the questions. I'm not an evangelist. I'm a pastor and teacher, but I do the works of evangelists. Sometimes I share the gospel with my patients. I do the work of evangelists. Everyone should share the gospel and fulfill your ministry. Timothy was not an evangelist. Timothy was anointed to be a pastor. So he needs to fulfill 
his ministry to be a pastor. Amen. So Philip was an evangelist. Jesus was the evangelist, and we see the work of evangelist in Acts chapter eight, verses five to seven here. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria, and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes, with one accord, heeded the things. You see, the anointing pulled people ear to listen to the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed. And many who, listen carefully, not all, just many, who were paralyzed and lame were healed. Philip was an evangelist. He went to the city and preached the gospel. And he performed signs and wonders. He cast out demons and he healed many. Notice that he did not heal everybody. And he healed only people who were paralyzed. He did not heal the deaf. He did not heal the cancer or tumor. So what does it mean here? It means that Philip, even though he was an evangelist, he had limited anointing. His anointing has some boundary and measure. He was able to cast out a lot of demons. He was able to heal many people who were polarized. But the Bible did not say he healed them all. The Bible did not say he healed people who have tumor or cancer. But look at Jesus. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, I try to teach you something here. Matthew 4, 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all, everyone say all, kinds of sickness, and all, everyone say all. A while ago, Philip, just many, not all. All kinds of disease among the people. Jesus has the anointing of the Spirit without measure, without limit. He could heal every disease. He could heal everybody who came to him by faith. He could heal anything because he has the anointing without limit. Amen? But for us, we have the anointing with limit. We need to know our limitation. We need to know our boundary. But we can ask God for more anointing. We can ask God for increasing of the anointing. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good. The anointing was given to you for doing good, not to criticize people, not to make your friend have a heartache, but you use your gift to bless people, to do good, and healing all. Everyone say all. Jesus could heal all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Amen. So we need to know our anointing and minister under our anointing. Philip has limited anointing, but Jesus had unlimited anointing. Some of us may be anointed to heal the deaf people. Every time you touch the deaf ear, the deaf ear open. But when you lay hand on somebody who has cancer, they don't get healed. Some of us may have the anointing to heal 
uh, cancer or tumor. Some of us may have the anointing to heal arthritis or joy problem, or you may be able to heal more than one category of disease, but you cannot heal them all unless you exercise your faith. Faith is a different issue. You can heal people by faith, but I'm talking about the anointing to specifically heal certain diseases all the time. I know one minister in the body of Christ who passed away already. This man, when he touched people with cancer and tumor, most of them got healed because his anointing is for healing the cancer and the tumor. Amen? So you need to minister at where you are and find out what it is. What is your anointing? Amen? How many people want more anointing? I want more anointing. I ask God for more anointing all the time. And I can see that as years go by, I grow in the anointing. I grow not only in the amount of the anointing, but I also grow in more kinds of anointing because I am hungry. I'm seeking like Elisha. Elisha asked for double portion of the anointing of his pastor, Elijah. Elijah was anointed to be the prophet in his generation. Elisha carrying the luggage for him, washed dishes for him, and served him like a servant for many years. And in his heart, he wanted to have double portion of the anointing of his master. When I prepared this teaching, today I cried out to God. God give me quadruple anointing of all of my teachers in the body of Christ that teach me. I want quadruple, not double. Before I die, I want more anointing than all of my pastor and teacher that lay hand on me in the past many years. Amen. So God can impart the anointing. I remember in year 2002, I went to a revival service. One evangelist lay hand on me and imparted the file of God on me. And at that moment, she's, this is a woman evangelist. She lay hand on me and she said, revivalist. After that day on, I start to conduct big revival meeting in Thailand. Before that, I could not do it. I went to Thailand. And people just show up, thousands of people. I did not even make any announcement. People just show up because the anointing of revivalists came upon me. Then one day while I was in the meeting, I was so hungry and called anointing upon me. And suddenly the Holy Spirit touched me. And I spoke in tongue. And I feel the fire of God in my mouth. And after that day on, the Lord spoke to me. Today I anointed you to have the more level, higher measure of the anointing of teaching. From now on, you need to produce CD and MP3 to teach the body of Christ. So from that day on, I noticed my teaching was different. The anointing came upon me on that day. So you can see that if you seek, you ask, you can receive. You can ask for more anointing, but you have to be hungry. You need to yield. You need to live your life for the cause of Jesus. You need to live your life for God, not just for your own little house or your own nice car. You need to live for the kingdom of God so God can give you more. You must be faithful with little things that you do right now. And God can add to you more. Amen. You can ask for more anointing. I don't know about you. I'm hungry. I want to have more and more anointing. Amen. As I get older, more anointing. Hallelujah. Some people are anointed to preach. The preaching anointing is different from other anointings. 
The anointing of preaching will come upon the person who has the gift of preaching at certain time. The preaching anointing is not on people all the time because otherwise, when he go home and talk to his wife, he will preach, 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 preach to his wife. So the anointing of preaching will come up at the time that you need to preach. Amen. So one time, my mom. This is interesting. My mom came to America and stayed with me for six months, and he talked to my wife. Wow, my son is so different at home and on the pulpit. Because on the pulpit he looked different, but at home he looked another man. He just quiet, sit and eat, and just quiet. I didn't talk that much. I'm a quiet man. But when I got behind the pulpit, the anointing of preaching came upon me, and just came out of my mouth because the anointing came upon my body. Amen. You remember the story of Elijah throw the cloak on Elisha. We call another word we call mantle. So we use the slang mantle for the anointing. That is symbolic of the anointing of the Holy Spirit coming upon a believer to function in the office. He told the cloak many times the anointing that came upon you feel like a cloak or mantle. I give you example in my own life. The anointing of preaching and teaching came upon me like a cloak. I feel on my skin. That the Holy Spirit came upon me. I don't even have to come up to preach. I just stand there and I begin to worship. The cloak came upon. I just feel a while ago. I came in here tired from my work. I did not have anything to say much. But then the anointing came upon my body. I feel something came from heaven upon me. So the anointing can come upon you like a cloak, and you know right away, I'm ready to preach. The preaching anointing, amen. The the anointing for preaching, the anointing for teaching is different, because preaching means to proclaim, teaching means to explain. So sometimes you teach, sometimes you preach, sometimes you do both alternately: preaching, teaching, preaching, teaching. So it depends on what God is doing. But what you need to do, you yield to the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit put on you teaching, you teach. If the Holy Spirit put on you the anointing of preaching, you preach. It's different. Every believer can study the Bible and share the word of God with somebody or try to teach somebody. Every believer can go on the street and preach the gospel. Every believer can do that. Every believer can study the Bible about healing or casting out demon and go out and lay hand on the sick and the sick get healed and cast out demon because they have faith in casting out demon. Every believer can do all these things: teach, preach, lay hand on the sick, and cast out demon. But I'm not talking about every believer can do that by faith because somebody in the body of Christ or in the church have. The anointing of teaching, and the result of the two are different. You can be a believer who know the word, and you can share the word of God and teach the word of God, but you don't have the anointing of teaching. Or you can lay hand on the sick, and the sick can get healed too, but less than people who are anointed to lay hand on the sick and heal the sick. Two issues here: you serve God by faith. You do the right thing, but you serve God 
under the anointing. Tonight, I'm talking about under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You serve God under the anointing. We need to learn how to hook up to the anointing and walk in that anointing. Am I clear to you? Is it clear? Okay. Now, the other anointing besides the, the anointing of evangelists, the anointing of preaching, or teaching, there is also the anointing of pastor. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 10 to 11, talking about he himself gave some to be apostle, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors. The word pastor, the same meaning, is recorded in the Bible four ways. Number one, pastor. Number two, shepherd. Shepherd is poiman. Another word is overseer or bishop. Overseer or bishop come from the Greek word episkopos. So these two words are the same meaning. Somebody who are anointed to oversee and look after the flock. Not everybody has this gift. God anoints some to have the gift or the anointing of pastor. In Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Therefore, take heed to yourself and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseer. Who make a pastor? He himself? Can you make yourself a pastor? No. Who make a person to become a pastor? The Holy Spirit. That's why in our church, we don't believe in voting who is richer can be a pastor. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in politics in this church. I will not allow any politics to come in this church, period. Because politics is the work of the flesh. I only allow the Holy Spirit to work in this church. I want to keep this church clean and pure. Only the work of the Holy Spirit. If somebody come and manipulate me, appoint me to be a pastor and I look at that person and I don't see the pastoring gift in your life. I'm sorry. I cannot, even though you give me one million dollars, I'm not going to appoint you to be a pastor because I have to look at your gift. I'm not going to be manipulated by money or by any politics in this church. We have to look at the gift, the anointing upon people's life. And if you have that gift, you're going to see the fruit of the gift. You cannot lie. It's clear. The gift will produce the fruit. The anointing will produce the fruit. Amen. Hallelujah. Is it clear? Okay. One thing I want to say is this. After you get born again, you may have the seed, the anointing to be a pastor or teacher or evangelist in you or to be a worship leader or prophet, whatever. You may have that seed on the inside of you. That seed will go stronger if you're filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongue. No question at all. That is in the Bible and that happened to my own life. When I got saved the first year, I moved to a small city as a brand new believer, only one year old Christian. The American missionary asked me to help to look after the church too. And I, right away, that first year, I knew that I have the gift of teaching. When I picked up the Bible, I was able to teach a group of people easily. It just came out from my mouth. As first year, of being a believer. I know I have the gift of teaching. But three years later, I was filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongue. Wow! 
After that, my teaching is so different. It's so more powerful. Then I got filled with the fire of God in 1997. The teaching even changed again. By year 2002, when I got that fire of God on my mouth, my teaching go to another level. So God can increase your anointing from one level to another level to another level if you are seeking and faithful to do what God called you to do. But this is the key. In Acts chapter 6, let me explain to you quickly. Acts chapter 6, at that time, the church has some problem. The apostle did not want to spend time taking care of the table, feeding the people. So they appointed people to be deacons. In Acts chapter 6, let me read from verse 3. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation. You notice that the early church did not play politics either. They did not go by who is the richer, who is more handsome and beautiful, who can manipulate the pastor, who can talk to the pastor that the pastor had to yield to. No. How they choose this deacon. Seven men of good reputation. What else? Full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. People need to have good reputation to be deacons. Amen? Whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. And Philip, everyone say Philip. What was Philip doing at the beginning of his life of ministry? He served the table. I don't know how many years. He served the table. And later on in Acts chapter 8 verse 5, then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. Many years later, Philip was raised from being a deacon to be a great evangelist in his generation. What do I try to say here? Don't promote yourself. Don't lift up yourself. The key is, it takes some time for people to move from one job to another job. If you are a brand new believer now, or you may be a Christian for a few years, and you think you are a pastor, you don't come to the pastor and say, I'm a pastor. You wait for God's promotion. Don't manipulate. Don't promote yourself. Don't tell people who you are. Let people see it with their own eyes. Amen? You are faithful in doing what you are called to do at that moment. God may use you to be usher in the ministry of health for a while. Maybe use you to do the soundboard for a while. You're just faithful. Don't promote yourself. At the right timing, God's going to promote you. You know why? Because it takes some time to go through the season of faithfulness. The season of approval. And the season of loyalty. The season of developing your character. If you have to give a pastor but your life character is bad, you're going to hurt a lot of people. So God has to allow you to go through a season of proving yourself that you are faithful. Proving yourself that you are not quitting, not complaining, not 
giving up too soon. The season that you have to go through hardships, molding your character to become more and more like Christ, faithfulness, loyalty, love, until you're ready to step into the higher level of anointing to function in another level of the ministry. Don't rush. If God promotes you, God's going to talk to the pastor to give you the title. But if God doesn't speak, just keep your mouth shut. Don't complain. Don't manipulate. Let God be the one who promotes you. Amen. Amen? Don't use human manipulation to promote yourself because that is the work of the flesh. It will not go along with the Holy Spirit. I hope you don't get mad at me when I say all of these things. I have to speak the truth so that we will have the right kind of church in the body of Christ here. Amen? Amen. Just stay faithful. Just stay faithful in where God called you to do and to be. God may allow you to go through a season that you have to do something for a while until God moves you to another one. Don't quit easily. If you get mad, you quit. You go to another one, you get mad, you quit. And then God looked from heaven and say, wow, if I use him to be a pastor or evangelist or teacher, he's going to quit too. That's going to hurt more people because his character is not good. So he's going to wait for you to prove to him that you are faithful. And he can trust you enough. Amen? Amen. Jesus was called the chief shepherd in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 25. For you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your soul. Capital H, capital S, and capital O. 1 Peter 5, 4. When the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crowd of glory that does not fade away. The real shepherd and the real pastor is Jesus Christ. And he has many under-shepherds or under-pastors. God anoints somebody to have that anointing of pastor, under-shepherd, to look after the sheep. I'm going to go to Thailand in a few weeks, in maybe a month or five weeks. I already gathered the names of about 10 people that are going to go there and lay hand and anoint them to be pastor of their church and give them ordination certificate. They have been proven their life for many years, working so hard, lead the sheep, preaching, teaching, take care of people. They proved their life for many, many years. Now is the time that I need to go and lay hand and appoint these people in a formal way in front of the public to be shepherd or pastor of the church. Let us stay faithful. Let us be hungry for the move of God. Let us develop our spiritual life to be more mature and grow up in the gift, the anointing of God. Find out what kind of anointing we have and walk in that anointing. You may try different things for a while, but if it's not your anointing, don't stay there. Move to the anointing that you have been given to. Amen? Amen? You know why? Because... In the Old Testament, when people intrude into the wrong anointing, for example, if a priest tries to be a king, he's going to get into trouble. He will die. I believe that, listen carefully, this is serious issue. Many people die prematurely or get sick because they try to function 
in the ministry that they are not anointed to be. To walk in the wrong anointing is a sin, because you step out of your boundary. You have to be very careful. Don't try to be somebody else. At one time, I just so adore one of the evangelists in America. I look at this man on the pulpit. He preach. He lead people to Christ. He perform miracle, and I watch him. And he has ministry of healing, ministry of the, the school. And I watch, and they say, "I want to be like that. I want to have that kind of school like him. I want to minister like him." But I could not do it. And eventually, God corrected me, son. You don't have the same anointing as he. You are the pastor. You are not the evangelist. You are not in the healing school. You need to walk in your anointing, otherwise you're going to get into trouble. I repented right away, and I began to discover my own anointing and walk in my own anointing and just move in that anointing instead of trying to be somebody else. Don't try to be somebody else, because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 11:31 to 32. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. What does it mean to judge ourselves? If you try to be somebody else, you try to work in the office or the ministry that you are not anointed to be, you are sinning against God. You try to step out of God's boundary. God may give you grace to do it for a while, but you need to repent and judge yourself, because otherwise you can get into trouble. You can die prematurely. You can get sick because you walk in the wrong anointing. You need to find out exactly what kind of anointings you have, what kind of office you have. Not only that, if you try to serve God in the wrong anointing, in the office that you don't have the anointing for, you're going to be tired, you're going to be exhausted, you're going to waste your time because there is no anointing, no grace there. You're going to rob the blessing from the church. Everyone's going to get hurt. You're going to cause more confusion. When I started this church many years ago, I followed the system of the church. We don't do that anymore. We follow the system. Everyone come in, can be pastor, can be care group leader. So when people approach me, I want to be a pastor, care group leader, I appoint them right away. Oh, my brother and sister, so many sheep get hurt. Those people get into trouble, they divorce, they have problem, family problem, because that man was not a pastor. And he tried to function as a pastor. Every sheep in that care group backslide. I learned a lesson for many years. I repent now and say, no more. I need to look at the people's gift. I cannot just appoint people by system of the church. We need to follow the Holy Spirit, not the system. Amen? Yeah. Our church is going to follow the Holy Spirit. We don't follow the system. Amen? Amen? If you know your anointing, you walk in that anointing, you shall be fulfilled, happy, like an eagle just soar in the sky, like Pastor Lau swimming in the Waikiki Beach, <laughs> or snorkeling in Hanama Bay. You feel so good, 
and so relaxed because you are in your anointing. You have fun. Why I can lay hand on 1,000 people in the meeting in Thailand every time I went there? Because it's my anointing. I enjoy fire, fire. And people light up again and again and again, three or four hours. I still fire, fire. I'm happy. I smile and laugh all the time because that's my anointing. But if you want me to arrange a birthday party, <laughs> I will lose sleep because I'm not an administrator. I'm not an organizer. I can preach. I can lay hands on people, but I cannot organize a birthday party. If you want me to be in the kitchen and cook, I'm going to sweat and I will not be happy at all because it's not my anointing. Amen? If you are in God's best, you're going to receive God's best. If you are not in God's best, you cannot claim God's best. If you are not in God's perfect will, you cannot claim His perfect provision. If you walk in His perfect will, in His best for your life, in the anointing you have, you're going to see a lot of blessing, fruitfulness, provision, happiness, fulfillment, and everything going to come. And you have fun because you find your own anointing. Amen? Let us be faithful to serve whatever we do now and eventually discover what anointing you have. I will never force an evangelist to be a pastor. And don't force a pastor like me to be evangelist. Some of you may wonder, I never go out on the street to evangelize. I cannot because it's not my personality. They will be scared of me. I'm too serious because I'm a teacher. But some people... Like Pastor Brenda can go on the street because she is lonely, lax, she is exalted and courageous. When I, I meet people on the street, I will say, okay, principle one, principle two, principle three. If you don't accept Christ, what happened? One, two, three, four, and they get scared of me because I'm a teacher. I'm not an evangelist. So you need to walk in your anointing. Amen? So tonight, in conclusion, there is an anointing within to teach you, to guide you, to be your helper. There is also the anointing upon you to do the ministry. Different kinds of ministry. You need to find that anointing and walk in that anointing. Don't try to be somebody else. You also should be hungry for receiving more anointing. Different kinds of anointing. You may have this much now. You may have four gifts now. You can add more gifts. Amen. I give you an example. Before year 2004, I never cast out even one demon. But God gave me the gift on, in year 2004. Since that year on, every time I go to the revival meeting, hundreds of demons come out from people. God gave me that anointing to cast out demons, and it's like pop, 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 like a popcorn. Easy, piece of cake. I don't have to fight that much. Demon come, go, they go. Right away. I don't have to keep fighting because of the anointing, not because I'm a great guy. God can add the anointing in you year by year. You ask more, and the anointing you have, maybe gift of healing, God can even add more level and measure of anointing by being faithful, study the Word of God, building your faith, living for the kingdom, watch, be watchful of your attitude, making sure you live a holy life, 
making sure that you are close to God and always be filled with the Holy Spirit. Love the presence of God. Plug into the glory to be filled with the glory because every time you come to the prayer line or when the Holy Spirit is moving, you just draw in. You just ask the Lord to touch you and fill you with more anointing, with more gift. Amen? Amen. The anointing can pass on from one generation to generation. I notice that sometimes happen in the family because they hang out in the same home. I noticed that my kids, all of them, especially Joy and Tanida, has the gift of teaching because they hang out with me. The gift rub on them. I noticed that Joseph has the gift of an anointing of leading worship. Last Sunday when he led worship, whoo, so anointed because his dad, Pastor Kenny, was anointed in worship. They live in the same home. The anointing just rub on one another. You believe that anointing can transfer from one person to another person? Amen. Amen. I like to touch Pastor Da at home and have her anointing flow into me. Amen. Hallelujah. The anointing can flow from one person to another person. It's impartation. That's why when people are in the same church, people tend to have the similar anointing, similar kind of gifts in the church. And you can ask God to give more gifts in the church. Give a prophet, give an evangelist, all kinds of gifts. Amen? Amen? Everyone say, the anointing, the anointing upon me anointing. for the ministry. Lord, give me more anointing. Help me, Lord, to find my anointings, my office, my calling. Help me, Lord, to be faithful, to walk in love, in humility. Lord, before I leave this world, give me the most you can so that I can be productive for the kingdom of God. Add to me more, Lord. I'm hungry like Elisha. Not double portion, quadruple portion. <laughs> In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Tonight, even though I lay hand on you, but it's not about me. It's the Lord Jesus Christ touch you tonight. So when you come out to be prayed for, don't think about me because I'm just a vessel. But the Lord will anoint you. Ask Him to give you more anointing, more gifts. This happened to me many, many times. The first time happened in Portland when I got into revival. I never forgot. When the evangelist lay hand on me, I got out from the floor. I noticed right away the gift of faith has increased in me. I opened my eyes like, wow, my faith is different today. The anointing increased. So the anointing, the gift of faith, the gift of word of wisdom, the gift of word of knowledge, all this can increase as you get impartation by the hand of Jesus. God can add to you more, higher measure, more gift. So when you come out, don't just stand here and just analyze and try to think. You just plug in. 
you just surrender. You just say, God, I want more gift. I ask you, Lord, touch me, fill me. You yield to the anointing. You yield to the Holy Spirit, because that's how you walk under the anointing. Walking by yielding, not by fighting with the gift, but by yielding to the Spirit of the Living God. Amen. Ask for more gift. How many people want to be more effective for God? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How many people believe that the Holy Spirit can do anything that is necessary to you? Amen. Tonight. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Father, tonight, may you bring impartation of the anointing from heaven upon all of your children in this room, Lord. I pray, Father, that your hand will be upon them. You will put the mantle upon them. Whatever they have will increase even to the next level of anointing. And some of them may not even have certain gifts, but tonight you're going to give them more gifts. Those who have never been filled or baptized with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, Lord, I pray, Father, that tonight you shall fill them up with your Holy Spirit. They can speak in tongues. They can serve at a higher measure of the anointing, Father. Oh, Lord, help them to stay focused, to yield, to not be afraid of the Holy Spirit, but to love the presence of God. Lord, grant their requests tonight. Whatever they ask tonight by faith, give it to them, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That life of ministry will never be the same after tonight. Just the same way you did to me so many times in my life, Lord, in the past many years. We thank you, Father, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to lay hand on you if you want to. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Focus on the Lord. Close your eyes. Don't look around. This is the spiritual thing. This is not the mental thing. This is not the physical thing. It's a spiritual thing. The impartation of the Spirit come from heaven. Open your heart and receive from Him. Open your heart and receive. Be hungry. Be thirsty. Ask the Lord. Thank you, Lord. A lot of people need healing, Lord, tonight. You can touch them and heal them. If people need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues, tonight there will be that night. If people need a fire, <laughs> they shall be filled with the fire. 
Some of them, Lord, need more gifts. Higher measure of the anointing. Anoint them tonight, Lord. Oh, Holy Spirit, fall in this place. Come upon your people, Lord. <laughs> Come upon your people. Fill your people, Lord, tonight. Yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, fill. <laughs> Hallelujah. Fill tonight. Fill them tonight, Lord. Yes, Lord. Fill them tonight. Yes, Lord, fill. <laughs> In the name of Jesus, fill them tonight, Lord. Fill. <laughs> fill. Be healed. Be filled. Be touched. Yes, Lord. Focus on the Lord. Don't worry about people around you. <laughs> yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Shukura pa sigetaria la pa shukuria la pa. More anointing. More gift. Filled. Right now, in the name of Jesus, fill right now with your Holy Spirit, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Filled. Filled. More. Increase the anointing. Increase to the next level. More grace. More grace. Not only in the ministry, but also in being a mom. In taking care of your kids. Yes. More grace. More anointing. More. Yes, Lord. More, more anointing. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Fire. Fire. Shukuram pasi ketriyala kaski triyala ba. Isala kotori keti ketra pe kisigin triyala kaskadra ba ba. Ore kesele ketriya ba kuskadra ba ba. Ole kesele kara payton. Open your mouth, speak in tongue, Peter. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes. Open your mouth, speak in tongue. Yes, yes. You are filled with the Holy Spirit right now. Filled with the Holy Spirit right now. Filled. Yes. Filled right now. Shukur de katale kesikatriyala pakushki. Shukur de katale kesikatriyala pakushki. Speak out loud. Speak out loud. Yes, release. Release from your mouth. Just keep speaking out loud. You look at the Speak out loud. Yes, filled. Yes, Lord. Filled. Keep speaking. Keep speaking. Keep feeling. Keep asking God in your heart to be filled. More. More. God has unlimited anointing. Keep asking. Keep asking. Yes, Lord. Filled. Yes, Lord. Filled. More anointing. 
anointing, more anointing, more anointing. Yes, Lord, more anointing, more anointing, more anointing, more anointing. Yes, Lord, more increase the anointing in your life. Increase, increase the anointing in your life. Increase the anointing in your life. Increase the anointing. Yero gumbre tada kita rekos gumbre kita dikeskap. More anointing. Yes, the Lord has more for you. Yes, you have been faithful. So I give you more. He is a generous God. Oh yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We'll go rekaskita le, Papa. Oh yes, Lord. More. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Filled more. Yes, keep asking. Keep being filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Filled. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Be filled. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with anointing. The anointing of the Lord come upon you. Come upon you. Come upon you in the name of Jesus. Come upon you. Come upon you. Come upon you. Come upon you. Anointing of the Lord. Come upon you. The anointing. Anointing. Yes. The anointing of the Lord. More fire. More fire. The anointing of the Lord come upon you. Anointing, anointing of the Lord come upon you. More gifts, more, more anointing, more anointing. Yes, yes. Receive the anointing. Receive the anointing. Receive the anointing. Yes. Receive by faith. Receive by faith. Come to God by faith. It's about faith. It's about faith. Yes, by faith. Yes, Lord. Yes, come to him by faith. Come to him by faith. By faith, yes. By faith, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. More anointing, yes, Lord. More, <laughs> more anointing. More anointing upon your life. The anointing oil come upon you. <laughs> the anointing oil come upon you. In the name of Jesus. Oh yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, come upon you. <laughs> Fire! 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 Yes, Holy Ghost! Fire! Fire! More anointing! More anointing! Fire! 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 Yes, Lord, receive by faith. Take serious. This is a serious, serious thing. Yes, fire! 
Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Fire. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. The fire of God. The fire of God. Yes, Lord. Feel right now. Feel right now. Fire. 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 Yes, anointing of the Lord. Come upon. <laughs> the anointing of the Lord come upon you. Come upon you. Come upon. <laughs> Go ahead and speak in tongue. Go ahead and speak in tongue. Go ahead. Yes, fire, fire, fire. Oh, yes, go ahead and speak in tongue. Yes, go ahead and speak in tongue. Yes, Lord. Yes, go ahead and laugh. Go ahead and laugh. God give you the laughter. God give you the laughter right now. Don't hold back. Let the laughter come out from your mouth. Yes, let the laughter come out from your mouth. Yes, go ahead. Yes, Lord. More fire. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thankful.